the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us for tonight's broadcast. Pastor Dudley is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, which is one church on three different campuses in the greater Los Angeles area at Porter Ranch, Woodland Hills, and Agua Dulce. We'll be joining Pastor Dudley in just a moment. But first, we want you to know this program is called Lift Up Jesus because we exist to lift up Jesus and the life-changing truth of the gospel. And we do this every night, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. here on KKLA. No matter where you're listening from right now, in your car or your home or at work, you're about to hear bold, uncompromising teaching about faith, family, and daily life. We believe there is nothing like immersing yourself in the Bible each and every day to completely transform your life. We thank you again for joining us tonight. We know you're going to be enriched and encouraged by tonight's program. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message from God's Word. I want to read through this story in Luke chapter 17. I want to tell you some things about acquiring, how to acquire healing, peace, joy, and blessing. We begin with verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus, everybody say Jesus. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. So as he's traveling, he's going to see Jews and he's going to see Samaritans. And the Bible says in verse 12, As he was going into a certain village, there were ten men who had leprosy, and they met him, and they stood at a a distance. This is the first social distancing. Right here it is. You're looking at it. They stood at a distance because they couldn't get near him because of their leprosy. And the Bible says that they cried out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, I want to give you the first point in acquiring healing, peace, joy, and blessing. Write this down, number one. First of all, you have to admit your need, and you have to cry out to Jesus. In Samaria and Galilee, they didn't have newspapers back in those days. There was no such thing as MSNBC. There was no Fox News. There was no Twitter, no Instagram, no Facebook. Uh, They didn't have newspapers, so how would the word get out? Well, the grapevine via word of mouth. And somewhere, somehow, the news got out in that little area between Samaria and Galilee that Jesus was in the neighborhood, and the ten desperate lepers sought Jesus out. Now, we don't know a lot about these ten men, but one thing we know for sure is they knew who to turn to, and they turned, of course, to Jesus. I want you to know, and I want you to listen No matter what you're going through today in your life, you need to know that Jesus is in the neighborhood. If you're lost, if you're confused, 
If you're worried, if you're fearful, if you feel like you're alone, if you're trapped in sin, if you're empty, if you're discouraged, you need to know that Jesus is in the neighborhood here in Porter Ranch. He's here right now. These 10 lepers in Luke chapter 17, they knew that their situation, their physical condition was hopeless. No doctor could heal them. No priest could cleanse them. No pastor could comfort them. No medicine could restore them. Only God could cure them of their leprosy. So when they saw Jesus, they cried out in a loud voice, Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us because they knew that Jesus and Jesus alone could cure them of their disease. And the good news is, are you ready for the good news? God healed all 10 of those boys. All 10 of them got saved, which leads me to my second point. Write this down. You need to get this. Faith leads a person to obedience. And obedience is what leads to the blessings of God. I want you to look at verse 14. It's probably the key verse in that whole text. And it simply says that when Jesus saw the 10 of them, did he heal them immediately? Does it say that he healed them right there? No, he could have. So these 10 guys, they come over to Jesus. Jesus, Master, have pity on us. He looks at them. He's going to give them a little test. He's going to see if they'll do what he asked them to do. So he says, fellas, here's what I want you to do. I'm not going to heal you, but I want you to go show yourselves to the priests. And the next line is the most important line in this whole text. It says, as they went, and you ought to circle that if you have your own Bible, because that's faith. As they went, the Bible says they were what? They were cleansed. You see, their faith led them to Jesus. Their faith led them to cry out to Jesus. Their faith led them to listen to Jesus. And their faith turned them around. And their faith led them to the priest. And it was their faith that led them to their obedience. And it was their obedience that eventually brought the blessing of God into their life. And real faith, true faith, is when you obey not knowing how it's all going to turn out. As you follow your faith, faith leads you to obedience, and that's when the blessings of God fall many, many, many times. Now back to our story. Let's go back to our story. Look at verse 14. Look at this again. Verse 14. When he saw them, he did not heal them immediately. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. So all ten get cleansed. Now here's the story in verse 15. One of them came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. The Bible says that he was a Samaritan. I want you to write this down, number three. Get this in your soul, that the one who's been cured much praises much. Oh, if you have been cured of much, you will praise much. The Bible makes it clear that as believers, being thankful, being grateful should be in our DNA. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I want to leave this passage on the screen for several minutes. Look at these words. It says to be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I want you to look at that verse. 
Is there anything on that verse that says that you and I are supposed to be complaining? Is there anything on that verse that says that we're to argue with people or to grumble or to gripe? No complaining, no fault fighting, no criticizing. What does the say? Instead, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. It seems to me, now you tell me if I'm crazy, but it seems to me that we ought to be, as Christians, we ought to be the most grateful, the most appreciative, the most gracious people on the face of this earth because God has blessed us a thousand times over. He gives you your health. He gives you a heart that beats. He gives you air to breathe. He gives you food to eat. He gives you a church to attend. He gives you a Bible that is truth. He gives you a spirit that is holy. He gives you a forgiveness that is complete. He gives you a savior that is perfect. He gives you a salvation that is eternal. He has blessed you with your family and your friends. You live in the United States of America, the greatest country in the world, and your sins are forgiven. We ought to be grateful. Number four, oh, get this. Ungratefulness is stealing glory from God. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He wasn't even Jewish. He was a foreigner. Jesus asked, he's looking down at this brother, hey, didn't, didn't I cleanse all 10 of them? And he looks up and he asks this question. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this brother? Oh, you see, worship. Worship is a form of thankfulness. I believe the very act of you walking into church today is a gesture of thankfulness. Surrendering your life to Jesus is a gesture of thankfulness. Taking communion is a gesture of thankfulness. Obviously, giving a gift or an offering is a gesture of thankfulness and worshiping and praising and singing and bowing your knee at the foot of the man who's healed you is a gesture of thankfulness. And this one guy comes back and gives praise to the Lord that is due to the Lord. And the other nine who didn't come back actually stole praise that belonged to God. Jesus literally and succinctly, he asked, were not all 10 cleansed. And then he says, where are the other nine? To which I conclude, it mattered to him. It bothered him to some degree. I know that today's a unique set of circumstances here at our church. I got that. But many times over the course of the last 40 years of preaching, I've been preaching a long time, walking out into a crowd, an audience, I've often wondered if Jesus ever looked across an audience and thought, 
Where are all the other people that I saved? Where are all the other people that I forgave them of their sins? Where are all those other people that I allowed their life to be put back together? And I know these people are here praising me, but where are the rest of those people that I've been pouring out my grace upon? Jesus said, where are the other nine? There was this mother and a father, and they had a young son who was killed in military, serving our country. The couple came to church to see the pastor, and they wanted to give a monetary gift as a memory to their son who had died fighting for our country. And so the couple gave a gift to the church, and the the pastor was touched by their generosity and by this deed that they did to honor their son and he asked if it was okay if he told the congregation the next weekend and the the couple said it would be fine so the very next Sunday the pastor really just to to honor the young man who lost his life in battle he he, the pastor said there were a couple in our church had a son who died and they gave a gift in his honor we just want to pay honor to that son and that Sunday on the way home from church There was another couple driving down a highway when the husband said to his wife, why don't we give a gift in honor of our son? And the wife said, well, our son didn't die in any conflict. Our son is still alive. To which the husband replied, that's exactly my point. That's all the more reason why we ought to give thanks to God. I want to ask you a question. I know that many of you are fearful. Many people are fearful today. As you look back over this last year, 2020, 2020, most of you, if I asked, if I said, is this the worst year you've ever lived through? Most of you, not all, but most of you would say, this has been like the worst year I can ever remember, right? Most of us would say that. But I want to ask you, even though this has been perhaps the worst year you've ever lived through, Has God not yet still provided for you as you look back over this year? I'm just asking. Has God not yet still sustained you these last five months? Has God not yet still fed you? Has God not yet still protected you? Has God not yet still loved you? Has God not yet still financed you and guarded you and cared for you and watched over you and forgiven you has he not yet kept you so far over this year i mean you're still here aren't you you're still here whatever the reason the nine never came back and gave the praise and the glory that was due to the lord I want to be like the one who came back and fall at Jesus' feet and just say, Lord, thank you for everything you've ever done in my life. I just want to say thank you. As we close, my last point, write this down. As we close, the secret to healing and to peace and to joy and to blessing is to have an eternal perspective. So many of us are just so wrapped up in the here and the now. All you can see is what you're going through. 
And you need to realize that this world is not your home. You're just passing through this world. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And if you can remember... That no matter what happens to you here in this life, it's temporary. I had a lady approach me. I went outside after church at nine, and she came up crying and just thanked me for opening church. She said two days ago, Sometime this week, her boyfriend, she got in a fight, pushed her over. She was pregnant. And ended up having a miscarriage. And she gave me a card. Her baby died, was born and died two days ago. Two days ago. And on that card... They had taken ink and put it on that little baby's feet, stamped that card. I looked at that card and those feet, two little feet about that big. And she, wanted, she just needed to be in church today. Well, what do you say to a woman like that? And I said to her, I said, honey, I know you're hurting right now. It's like the worst thing that's ever happened in your life. But you need to realize that one day, that little baby is in heaven. And one day you'll be reunited with that baby. And you will live with that baby for all of eternity. That's what I told her. And it's the same for you and the same for me. Whatever you're going through right now, it's, you know, oh, it's the end of the world, it's the end of the world. It's not, it's, listen, you're going to be in heaven for all of eternity. Why, what, why are you worried about all the small stuff? The Bible says, I want to I show you this verse. I've got a couple verses to show you. Amen? You're not going anywhere, right? All right, all right. We've waited five months to be back here. Why would you? Second Timothy chapter 3, it says, Mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. How many of you think these are terrible times? Be honest. How many of you think you're looking around, man, these are, I mean, do you see what's going on in Portland? You see what's going on in Seattle? See what's going on in Chicago? Do you see what's going on here in LA? See what's going on with this pandemic all around the world? These are terrible times. How many of you think these are terrible times? The Bible says you better write this down. There's going to be terrible times in the last days. You say, well, are, the, are, are we living in the last days? It looks like it. And then it has this verse 2, 3, and 4 where it has all these things. When you see these things happening, you know you're living in the last days. And the point of this whole thing is when you're looking at all this, you shouldn't be worried about this. What you should be worried about is that the Lord Jesus Christ is about ready to return you better get your life ready because time, it says, we're living in those last days. And what does it say? That people will be lovers of themselves. Do you see that anywhere? Lovers of money. Do you see anybody who's just in love with money? 
boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. And the next one is, did you know that ungratefulness is a sign that the Lord Jesus Christ is about ready to return? I want to, can we put up this next verse? I, I want you to look at this next verse. Therefore, since we, say we, are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be what? Thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. As a believer, as a Christian, as someone who is sealed, someone who is saved, someone who is sanctified, someone who is justified, someone who is forgiven, the natural heart, the response of a heart, a regenerate heart, should be one of gratitude. And when I thank... When I think of all that the Lord has in store for us up in heaven, nothing on this earth should bother you. I just want you to know I am grateful for the men and women who serve in our military in the country of the United States of America. I'm thankful for them. I want you to know that I am grateful for all of our school teachers who teach in public schools and in private schools. I'm just thankful for them. I want you to know that I'm grateful for all our health care workers, the nurses and the doctors and the physicians. I want you to know that I am grateful for police and our firefighters who put their lives on the line every single day. And even if, even if, they, even if they come arrest me for having church, I still am thankful for the police officers. I just want you to know. I am grateful for my family and for my friends who've stood by our sides when most people give up. I'm thankful for the church of Jesus Christ. Even with all of our problems, we are still the one entity that God has chosen to lift up the name of Jesus around the world. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. So often, a person has never heard the life-changing message of the gospel. Or perhaps they, at one time, experienced the transformation that is only possible through Jesus Christ, but now they're discouraged or in need of hope. If that is you, we invite you to reach out to us right now and let us pray with you. Our toll-free number is easy to remember. It's 888-818-4777. Again, that number is 888-818-4777. We have prayer counselors standing by and ready to take your call. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, 
and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again tomorrow night at the same time here on KKLA as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.